Hey, glad you can make it. And welcome to the Employee Cycle Podcast, where we talk to HR innovators, thought leaders, and even some disruptors about the latest in HR trends, HR tech, and you guessed it, HR data. Well, you've heard enough of me talking. Now let's start the show, 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 show. Hey, hey, and welcome back to the Employee Cycle Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Marable, CEO of Employee Cycle. And you know us, we're that HR dashboard company that's helping all of you HR and people leaders out there who are tired of the manual, tedious, and time-consuming process of pulling manual spreadsheets from all your different HR systems trying to get a data-driven view of your workforce. And when you're doing it and spending manual hours doing this, you're always thinking and scratching your head, there must be a better way. Well, look no further because Employee Cycle has created your very own HR dashboard that has pre-built integration connectors to all the most popular HR systems you're using out there. Using Bamboo HR, ADP, Namely, Zenefits, Velocity, Greenhouse, Lattice, 15.5, whatever you're using, Employee Cycle can connect all your different systems into one place so you can view, share, track, and analyze all your people data together. Go to EmployeeCycle.com, check us out. would love to give you a demo so we can explore how we can help you partner to automate your HR reporting and analytics process. But that's enough about me and our company, because today we have a great guest. So please help me welcome to the show, Dina Hernandez. She's the VP of HR at Elm Home and Building Solutions. And today we're going to discuss how to support a fast-growing workforce through times of uncertainty. Dina, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> that is the best motivation I've ever gotten. Thank you, Bruce. I'm so happy to be with Employee Cycle. You are quite welcome. And which I've stated before, for a small fee, I will walk around with you. And anytime you either walk in the room or pop up on a Zoom call, I will introduce you that way. With the <laughs> <laughs> I'm take you up on that. <laughs> awesome. So, Dina, we want to kick this podcast off the best way we know how, and that's by asking you, how did you end up in the wonderful world of HR? I was with a marketing and ad agency, and I actually started off as their receptionist. And the business at the time was dealing with 9-11, financial crisis, and they were trying to figure out different ways to respond properly. And I kind of raised my hand with a bunch of different solutions and long behold, many years later, the start of that relationship with the CEO at the time led me to spearheading their expansion into four different markets across the globe and helping them um, expand their workforce during what was really a time of crisis um, in the nation. Got it. So, Dina, today we're talking about supporting a fast-growing workforce through times of uncertainty. So to give some context to our audience what has your workforce experience from a growth standpoint over the past 12 months? Um, so like many businesses, our company was faced with dealing with the challenges brought about by COVID-19 in the world. And for many organizations, you know, it led to restructurings, bankruptcies, you know, looking at different ways of operating. And in our business, we were faced with looking at different ways of operating as well, but it was to expand I'm a very quickly growing company. When I joined, we were 700 employees and we're um, 1,500, you know, across the nation. We had 15 branches. We're up to 42 branches across the U.S. So it tripled our growth. Got it. And can you just give a little background information in regards to what your company does and why you experienced that growth? 
Sure. So um, Elm Home and Building Solutions is comprised of three separate and distinct business units. We have Englert, which is our manufacturing arm of the business. They have been around for 15 years. They are a very dominant force in the roofing industry. Then we have LeafGuard. LeafGuard is a single hooded, one piece gutter system. It's unlike anything in the market. We have a sales and production side of our company. Uh, we're one of the best consumer facing businesses in this area. And then we have Metalman, which also is consumer facing as well. And they're in the metal roofing space. So three very distinct business units, but they're all heavily integrated. Got it. So back to our topic about supporting a fast growing workforce through times of uncertainty. As we talked about in our pre-call, we mentioned, or you mentioned rather, a lot of companies really trying to figure out how to slow things down, potentially laying people off, trying to navigate how their business was going to operate either through COVID or post-COVID. But because of the explosive growth that your company is seeing, you really had this really interesting and nuanced experience where your company was doing very well in a sea of companies that may have not been or was experiencing a lot of challenges. And I'm sure that becomes very interesting when your employees are seeing all of these crazy things and stressful and anxiety-driven things happening in the world, yet they still are expecting to work really hard to keep the business going. So how are you managing that? I think it takes a lot of tenacity and perseverance in an organization um, to manage it. And we do it by very open lines of communication for our staff to understand why is it important to us as a business from the CEO's perspective to continue to thrive during a time of crisis? We have a knack for this kind of thing in our company. We did really well um, during the financial crisis. We've done really well again. And we manage it by ensuring that our employees have a very sound perspective as to why rising to a challenge versus running away from it is the way that businesses like us would survive and thrive during a crisis. So when it comes to managing your workforce to rise to the expectations of where they need to perform while also dealing with everything happening in the world, how do you keep your employees from burning out? You know, that is a great question. I think in, in any company that's growing very quickly, you always are could be t potentially running the line of that burnout that we're having. Um, one of the things that our organization really prides ourselves with is ensuring that we have a very tight line of communication with the staff. And we're also very proactive in just looking at what are the resources that we need in order to achieve the objectives? And then are those objectives really the right ones for the business? So we put a lot of thought into how we're going to set our year up for success. A model that we have at our organization is we rather have, you know, a C plan executed in an A manner than an A plan executed in a D manner. So I think for executives working in our, our organization, we're very reflective with what is the capacity of what we can do. And let's make sure that what we're doing is really going to help the business barrel forward. And let's make sure that we're having these honesty checks with our department heads to ensure that we're going to be pacing towards the things that the company needs. Do you find that based off of where the world is and all of the external factors that can just make simply living more stressful, that a lot of people are still up for the challenge to be that focused and to work that hard? Or have you experienced any challenges with that? 
You know, I I find at our company, they were very much up for the challenge because they've never seen it before and they had something at stake, right? If we weren't the type of organization to to set ourselves in the footing to say, we're not going to lose employees, we're not going to participate in a layoff, we're not going to have anything impact the personal livelihood of our employee, and we were really clear with them on our commitment to them in this process, because of that, they rose to the occasion. I would say, did we have moments of that burnout? Yeah. I think when we look back at it, were we able to manage it as best as we could? Absolutely. Were our employees impacted by it? No. We were one of the very few organizations that were distributing bonuses. And we did that because our employees knew we were committed to making sure that we very much think about you know, our decisions and we want to make sure during a crisis, we're not making one that would put them at risk. Interesting. So how are you actually collecting the feedback? from your employees in regards to how they're feeling and to better understand how to support them? So what was interesting about me taking this role was that COVID hit 45 days into my tenure. So I was learning the organization and their culture and communication style while navigating the crisis. And it was through trial and error. And you have to be really open to trying new methods of communication with your employees We started off with the traditional town hall and email, and then we quickly shifted to very small department, intimate kind of roundtable standing sessions. And we felt that because every group at the time had a, a little bit of their own tribe, you know, working with them to understand what was the uniqueness about every group that we were working with, and then finding that common thread of communication amongst all of them and sharing that on a greater town hall level led to a lot of our success with ensuring the employees were aligned with one common perspective in the company. So when it comes to some of the challenges that you were facing and still may be facing when it comes to managing your workforce, what are some of the things that are very particular to a fast-growing company dealing with uncertainty? Because if you're not a fast-growing company, even just a stable, either slow growing or just consistent company dealing with COVID or any types of uncertainty that could just throw you off in general. But now you have variables that are external coming from just the world at large, but then also you have all of these new challenges and and potential problems and hurdles that you're facing because your company is growing fast. So then you just have uncertainty all across the board. What are some of those things that you face that are unique to companies growing fast during times of uncertainty? I think one of the probably one of the most unique things is that you really maybe, you know, a year ago, you would not pay this much attention to external factors, meaning, you know, politically, media, et cetera. Whereas this year, employers have to be a lot more conscientious to it. You know, we're dealing with staff where the world at one point was telling them, you know, stay home, this is the safest place, you know, X, Y, Z, and they're getting information from all these competing places, whether it's friends, family, Facebook, you know, Twitter, the news, CNN, and then they're bringing it back into the workplace, right? And we have to help them make something out of this because there's a trust factor there. So I think one of the unique things for a business that's growing fast is that as a company, you want to keep doing the things that you would normally do to grow the business really, really fast. But, you know, when the world of living with a pandemic you have to be really slow to listen to your employees so that you're bringing them up to speed with why you're moving really fast. 
So I think that would be one very unique attribute for a fast growing company to pay attention to that, you know, your employees are coming in with a perspective that maybe a year ago we would understand it and kind of draw a little bit of a line on how much we want to play with responding to it. Whereas today, all of those things, all of even some of the societal things we saw over the last year, they're very much in the workplace. So not sacrificing you know, listening while growing the business really fast, but really figuring out how do we take this information and empower them to move as fast as we want them to move. So I think that that probably would be the the biggest area that I would say a fast growing company during a pandemic should really pay attention to, because if you don't, your employees will really start to feel like you're not listening to me. And then that means the only information I should listen to is these other 15 resources. And employers have a great opportunity to be a really powerful, confident, and trustworthy voice to staff during an uncertain time. In regards to making your employees feel comfortable with the change, since most people don't like change, and now you're dealing with external change and internal change, how do you manage the expectations and even outside of being the authoritative voice, how do you also manage all of the the changes that the employees are going through to make sure that they they feel confident that they'll be in a good place or that they won't be laid off or that they have security or that the company is supporting them. Because as we're seeing, there's a lot of turnover happening right now as companies, as employees are home. A lot of people working from home thinking, you know what, I really didn't like this job. I don't know why I've ever took this job, but it paid the bills. But now you have all this time at home and you're thinking, you know what? Maybe I don't want this job. Maybe I want to live in the mountains. Maybe I want to go to Miami or somewhere else where it's warmer. And so how are you managing this fast growth, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of change, but then also still holding on to your employees to make sure that you're increasing retention while also growing fast? It's You raised a lot of good points, right? You know, the first thing that anyone who's spearheading HR wants to make sure that they're holding the line towards is, do your employees really have an understanding of the culture of the business? And I'm not talking about what's in a handbook and on the wall. Do they understand why the business operates the way that it needs to operate? And why is that important to the business as an organization? And that is going to start with the best relationship with the person responsible for stewarding culture. And that is the CEO, right? Has that vision really been articulated? Because if your employees are thinking about leaving and not wanting to be with you, then maybe we haven't really demonstrated why we're the employer of choice. And when we were going through our pandemic, we really made a very conscious decision to really work with our highly visible CEO. We're a family-based business with really putting out there why it's important to hold fast to the culture of a company during a crisis, because if you don't have that, what will you stand for, you know, at the end of the day? And we did a lot of work with having our employees understand why it meant something to us. Why is it important to the CEO of the organization for the whole company and what their perspectives are for the organization, not only now during a crisis, but also in the future when we get out of it together. Um, And our employees understood that. You don't necessarily need to achieve an agreement or consensus but you owe it to each other to understand why particular things matter the way that they do. And oftentimes those employees will be second guessing their decision when they don't know what you stand for during a crisis. So that was our chief area 
of concentration in our communication. And it's one that to this very moment has strengthened our organization because I can walk the halls and say, why are you here? And everyone will give me the same answer because I understand this business is about family and taking care of one another. And that's something that resonates top to bottom to frontline worker in the company. And you have to make yourself really visible with that message. So those employees that are home, they know even though they're home, our culture is right in the living room with them. That's awesome. And then the last question that I want to ask is, as you are helping to support and navigate the workforce through all this uncertainty, how do you prepare yourself and get the support that you need as the head of HR, the head of people to help navigate the workforce through? What skill set, what mindset do you need to bring to the table so that for anyone listening, they can understand, hey, I'm fast growing or our company is about to go into fast growth. We're dealing with a lot of uncertainty. What? How should I be thinking about managing the workforce? I think it's a great question. I think you really need to have a lot of humility right now and a level of honesty and telling your, your company and what you're stewarding that you're going to get it wrong. It's impossible at this moment to get everything right and building a lot of tolerance in the organization for your employees to understand we're not going to get it right. But if you talk to me, we'll fix it because we fixed everything else. And we're going to go on this journey of kind of learning together. And I think if you're, you're creating this air of openness with the staff to understand we're all getting it wrong, we're all vulnerable right now. But if we think about it together and we get through it together, we'll be a lot stronger in the end of it. And then the second piece that I would definitely add is with everything, you, you just can't boil the ocean. You just can't really be very mindful about where we put our energies that are going to drive the greatest value to the organization or else you'll burn out. And then the third pillar of concentration that I would say is just to make sure that we are just being mindful about what we need to recharge. What do we need as an individual that just makes you happy, that the, the day just goes away when you have it and put that at the forefront of everything you're doing right now. And you should be able to balance the three together nicely. There'll be some hiccups along the way, but you'll learn yourself. Dina, thank you for being such a thoughtful, candid, and transparent podcast guest here, especially about keeping your employees and all the challenges that you're dealing with. And like you said, showing a lot of humility, which we all need to remind ourselves that we're not perfect. And the more uncertainty we have, the more mistakes that we're going to make. So really appreciate that level of transparency. And thank you so much for allowing us to be the very first podcast that you've been on as well. I am smiling because I'm so <laughs> excited for this opportunity. So Dina, thanks for being on our show. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for putting this together. It was very enjoyable. Awesome. You did a great job. So Dina, where can people find you and Elm Home and Building Solutions online? Find us on LinkedIn. We're posting all the time. We are hiring like crazy across every job board that you can imagine from Indeed all the way on to ZipRecruiter. Come visit us. We'd love to have you. We're an amazing culture, as you could hear, and we're all about taking care of our people. Awesome. And we'll be sure to include all that contact info in the show notes. So for everyone listening out there, if you enjoyed this episode as much as Dina and I did making it, then please leave us a five-star rating on iTunes and also a nice little note to say that we're providing great content. Also, if this is your very first time listening to any one of our interviews, 
And now you're hungry for more episodes, please subscribe to the Employee Cycle Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other major podcast platforms. And last but not least, all of you super awesome HR and people leaders out there, please continue to hire, train, and retain the best workforce possible. Thanks. Later, kids.